Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified, you and our listeners would be edified. For more information about us, please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. And there you can find out a lot of information about us. We try to continually keep that up to date and we're always making little changes here and there. But if you're a prayer warrior, please go to the webpage and there is a prayer request page there. Uh, please go there and, and pray for those people who have asked for prayers. And I know sometimes that doesn't change uh, from day to day. I understand that. But if you would check it at least once a week or so, maybe twice, you never know. Somebody might email us and we will add something in. Occasionally we remove things by request or they've just simply been up a long time. We haven't heard any more from that person, so eventually we will take it down. Uh, please tell others about us. Hit the like button. Uh, follow us on our social media accounts. You can find links to that as well on our webpage. If you're needing a Bible or looking to buy one or your church needs different things, uh, song books or whatever, uh, VB, VBS, excuse me, uh, all kinds of things there, on our webpage that you can buy. Now, those are affiliates. We do not make any money for posting their ad. We do make a commission if you buy something through there. So uh, we've been really seriously trying to find ways, of, of godly ways, of trying to help us continue the podcast. So uh, we stumbled into this uh, affiliate thing, uh, they, they seem to be Christians. We try to do our best to follow up with that. And we have the Christian bookstore. There's just a special bookstore just for little girls. And, and so they can know who godly women are. Uh, if you have a daughter or granddaughter, it might make a great uh, way of studying with her. Uh, there's shirts. There's a clothing store there as well. It has all the Christian stuff on it you could ever want for all seasons, winter, summer, fall. It's all there. So please, you know, uh, this is a little different. We haven't really done this type of thing, but uh, recently we, we decided over some prayer and some advice from others who uh, we trust that maybe perhaps we could do this to help offset the cost. If you want to financially support us, uh, we would be honored that you would do that. We uh, have ways that you can do that through our webpage, and you can mail us uh, a, a check or we have the post office box listed there uh, we do do paypal and things and so as you can tell i'm not always comfortable talking about this subject and so uh we, we needed we needed to say it but most of all above all we really honestly want your prayers that we would bring good solid information about jesus and the life that he lived on this earth that we would present uh, the Bible entirely. We have so many church and groups out here now. All they talk about is their favorite subject, whether it's baptism, uh, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, whatever. And so uh, I really try very hard over the years for all our faithful followers of, since day one. We, we do have some of those that know that we try really hard to go from Genesis 1 to the end, uh, Revelation to the Amen. So 
We had a comment here the other day out of Nest City, Kansas. I never know what I'm going to hear, but I really enjoy it. And it's easy to follow and understand, and it's really opened my mind. So uh, we really appreciate that. And again, any of those kind of positive comments uh, are encouraging, and we think they're from God. So enough of that. If you have a Bible, please open it and follow along. We're going to read a few verses here. Uh, if you want to open it, Mark to John chapter 17. We'll be there shortly. That was John 17. But in today's, excuse me, in today's podcast, we are going to talk about the historical reliability of the New Testament. Now, I haven't decided if I want to make this a two-part uh, or one part whole complete. So uh, bear with me as, as we kind of go through this. We have to consider the historical reliability of the New Testament. We've talked about outside of the New Testament, the uh, pagan writers, Jewish writers, and so on, or Greek writers, Roman writers, however you want to word it. But I want to, to try to bring in this idea uh, the reliability of the New Testament. I want you to really consider that. And I think some of this type of historical type evidences would really, it does, it helped me as a young Christian to have a foundation. And so in a world where they say there's no absolutes, there's no truth, well, how do you know that's true? when you make those statements. I know it's true about my Christian beliefs because I can prove where they come from. There's enough historical documents out there. They haven't been destroyed yet. Uh, I'm waiting for the day. But I think it would be really hard. I think God will find ways of preserving his word that we really truly need. And so I want us to remember uh, there is abundant evidence from historical sources, which is adequate to prove that Jesus is the Son of God and that the Bible is the Word of God. And secondly, we need to remember this logic that we take historical facts that the New Testament gives us a systematic argument that we can reason from and come to a conclusion that Jesus indeed was the Son of God and then the Bible is the Word of God. You know that there's are historical sources, again, in the New Testament documents. And if we can prove the New Testament is historically reliable to report the events that took place in the past, then we can develop our foundation. We, we can take this historical fact that the New Testament gives us this reasoning conclusion that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay, so I know I kind of re repeated that twice. I did that on purpose because I think it's important. We are totally dependent as Christians upon the New Testament for the portrait of Jesus Christ. We really are. Uh, we have limited knowledge about Jesus from non-Christian sources. There are very few and far. Uh, we kind of Said, mentioned those in our previous podcast. So uh, there's only a handful. But we can know 
from the New Testament that Jesus was crucified by Pilate. Uh, he was charged with sedition uh, outside the city of Jerusalem. And beyond that, we know very little, if we're going to be honest. Without the New Testament, uh, we don't know anything about the teachings of Jesus. Okay, the historians uh, don't go in any detail at all. Uh, we would know nothing about the life of Christ. We would know nothing about his burial. And we would know no evidence of the resurrection. There, there's neither a historian or, or theologian uh, nor a gospel preacher that can say with authority uh, whatever Jesus did or anything that Jesus said, anything that happened to him without an appeal to the New Testament as the historical source of that statement. So, faith comes from the New Testament. That's where I really want to point here. John chapter 17, verse 20. And this is really the Lord's Prayer, John 17. I know everybody calls it Our Father, the Lord's Prayer. But this is really the prayer of Jesus that we have recorded. John chapter 17 is a very deep chapter. There's a lot in it. Then verse 20 says this, I do not ask on behalf of these, but for those who also believe in me through their word. So, what is the ground in our faith in Jesus? It is not sources that were pagan. It's not sources that are Jewish. And it certainly is not any kind of uh, external experience full of subjective feelings. A ground of our faith is the testimony of the apostles. Notice here in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, this is a verse that's quoted a lot, faith comes by hearing and the hearing of the word of God. You, you may not believe that the New Testament is the word of God, but when you can show that the New Testament is a historical, reliable then whether you believe Jesus is the Son of God or not, whether you believe that the Bible is the Word of God or not, one thing is for sure. It is a history book. And when it says that Jesus made certain claims, then he made those certain claims. And when Jesus says he did certain deeds, then he did those deeds. That's the next logical step. If those deeds are sufficient to confirm his claims, then the reason has to be in judgment here is uh, basing on the evidence to draw a conclusion that Jesus Christ was, the New Testament is, and since then our total source of material for Jesus has to be the New Testament documents. And it has to be considered as a historical document. And I see the Bible, the entire Bible, as a historical document, but especially the gospel accounts, because that's what's really under attack would be Jesus. He's always been under attack in what he has taught. Uh, there's some contribution here uh, that, that would back up the New Testament and the historical uh, reliability, and that would be archaeology. And so... Uh, there's no contradiction between uh, discovering where these cities were once, they're buried under 
rock or rubble or whatever. And people go out and they find it and they restore those cities. And you can find that. We put links up on our, our social media accounts from time to time about people with Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, Jericho, and different places like that uh, where they have found these cities. And they use the Bible to find them. Uh, they don't go outside of uh, historical documents and look for them. Uh, if they really want to know where they're at, they go to the Bible. I find that very interesting. We, Again, uh, we have 200 years or more of this research of digging at these artifacts uh, up out of the ancient dirt. And they just simply back up the biblical statements in the writings. There's not a single contradiction between... Uh, discovering these cities in, in a biblical statement. Um, I find it interesting for uh, years and years, they said there was no historical proof of King David, and then all of a sudden they dug something up, and now they can prove it. So, again, the Bible's always proven correct, and um, I, I think it's neat. So, anyway, archaeology uh, confirms that many, many of the Bible statements There is contemporary writers within the New Testament as well. At the time of the New Testament, writers were writing. There, uh, they were there were men also writing men like Josephus that we talked about in the previous podcast. Uh, there's other historical writers. Again, these men they wrote their histories, and and they dropped them in this historical context. Here, uh, there are certain persons involved. Uh, certain events, times, places. They talk about the morals of the time. Uh, they wrote about the politics, the climate, and culture. I mean, it's it's there. And if a person sees these, these classical historians as adequate, uh, reliable, but then they turn to the New Testament and say, no, it's not reliable. Uh, the, the New Testament is written much closer <laughs> to the events of Jesus and his life. I mean, these writings, the New Testament, all completed, I believe, before 70 A.D. I know many people, the common teaching is 100 A.D. And okay, if that's what you want to believe, we're only talking 30 years difference here. It's not a lot of time span. When you look at these other historical writers, some of them are several hundred years separated or more, thousand years or more, and yet they are accepted as being accurate as what happened historically. And so you cannot deny that, the time frames. It, it's very obvious. So if we accept one as being reliable, we really ought to be able to accept the other. That other, of course, is the New Testament if we're going to compare apples to apples. Uh, historical people and dates are recorded by both biblical uh, writers and pagan writers. I mean, notice here, we read this earlier, uh, Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 3, where here is Luke writing to Theophilus in the first two verses. Uh, he writes here, Now, on the 15th year reign of Tiberius, when Caesar uh, and Pontius Pilate were governing of Judea. Okay, here we go. We, we have 
a list of people who are historically historically noted across the board. And here is Luke putting this in a time frame. Uh, he mentions even John the Baptist, as you keep reading down here in chapter 3. And he came into uh, the district around Jordan, preaching in baptism for the repentance and the forgiveness of sins. Talking about John the Baptist. So the, the New Testament is dated for us by simply uh, who is in office, who's leading uh, in the government at that time. Uh, every one of these uh, writers, and when they write about these men, they can be found from outside the Bible by classic historians. And so when you're reading and Luke, it is a history of a reliable sort. I mean, we read his first chapter, chapter 1, to Theophilus. He says, I'm recording these things from eyewitnesses. Mark records the darkness that took place during the crucifixion of Jesus in Mark chapter 15, verse 33. Thias, a pagan historian, also mentions the same darkness in his trying to give an explanation for it. Uh, there was a phantom, you know, uh, in the days of Claudius Caesar. You can read that in Acts chapter 11, verses 27 and 28. And notice this. Josephus makes the observation that the phantom came to pass during the time of Claudius, around A.D. 45. Okay, so if Jesus died around 33 A.D., you're not very many years separated here. Uh, Paul, in Acts chapter 13, in his writers, uh, encourages sisters to become a Christian, and, and he'll start naming people. Uh, Claudius commanded all the Jews, uh, he commanded all of them to depart from Rome. You can find that in Acts chapter 18. In fact, let's just go ahead and read that. Acts chapter uh, 18, verses 1 and 2. After these things, I'm reading here from the New American Standard. After these things, he left Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a Jew by the name of Aquila, a native of Pontus, having recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. And then it goes on to talk. So again, we have uh, a date here. And this date is probably um, around, refers to the same being around 120 A.D. Again, it's when this man's writing Claudius. He's writing about it in his writings. So he's writing about it 50 years or so later. Again, sometimes in, in our statements, we, we admit to things that we really don't know which we are admitting to. For example, uh, when a person says that Jesus is the Son of God, he's admitting that there is a God. And so, in its regard to the historical reliability of the New Testament, and with all the information we have, comes down to us from ancient sources. You could expect an atheist to admit Jesus was a real person of history, but of course, those people don't believe he's the Son of God. However, when you ask these people who Jesus is, with their evaluation of Christ, Jesus really is, they answer all, 
a great man of history. Okay, so they're acknowledging his existence and his walk here uh, on the earth. Uh, so they, they have admitted that. The New Testament is a historical book. It is reliable, uh, to, and it reports the events and the days of Christ. And, and here's why, listeners. The New Testament, again, is the only source book that we have to tell us about the greatness of Jesus. All we know about Jesus from extra Bible sources really is that he lived and that he was crucified by Pontius Pilate outside of Jerusalem on the charge of sedition. So, if a person admits Jesus a great man of history, what he says is that the New Testament is a reliable report of the greatness of Jesus. Because it's the only document we have in our possession that shows that it is a reliable part of history. And so, I, I, I'm getting a couple comments. You know, we've had these uh, historical type things, uh, evidence, whatever you want to call it, uh, podcast. Now, this is the third one. That's why we can have been continuing them. We've received some really positive feedback. Said, hey, I never thought about that. That's true. I've never heard that. The more I thought about it and researched it on my own, I'm starting to see that. I, these writers really did exist. I can read what they wrote about Jesus. It's all there on the Internet, and not just from one source, but multiple sources and web pages. So, again, the greatness of Jesus' character and works can be learned only by the New Testament. And when people do say, oh, he was a great man, he was a, he was a good prophet, they are acknowledging the historical value of the New Testament. They don't realize it, but they are. Again, if you have any Bible questions, uh, comments about the podcast, uh, we love the, the positive uh, feedback that we do get, uh, please go to our, our Facebook page and post that Make sure, and follow us there. Uh, we're on mewe.com. We're on LinkedIn. And so... We're on several uh, social medias. The Getter's another one. We got people trying to help us get on all of those and keep those up to date. So if you're out there on social media, just look us up under Biblical Question. And you should be able to find us. And uh, we have the logo that we've been using for years now. You ought to be able to find us with that as well. And so you know you have the right uh, webpage and uh, social media accounts and things. I truly appreciate this. I know this is a little different from what we normally have been doing for the last several years. But I think it's important that we talk about the historical Jesus. And that the New Testament is a historical book. To be looked at it that way. Absolutely. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. Again, like I said uh, in last week's podcast as we wound down there as well. There's no way that you and I can remember all the exact events of, of our life that happened three years ago. Uh, I really probably couldn't tell you anything exactly what happened three years ago. So yes, the Holy Spirit's definitely involved in the writing of the New Testament. But what makes this really neat and, and very unique, special, is the fact that these men who wrote the, the majority, if not all, of our New Testament 
and I say that reluctantly with uh, Luke and the book of Hebrews, um, these people followed Jesus. They knew who he was. I really believe uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, Saul, knew uh, Jesus. Uh, he's standing there at the death of Stephen, giving his approval. Uh, and so he would have known who Jesus was. He would have known the story. Uh, he was old enough to be probably listen to Jesus teach and all that. So these folks lived it. They were there. They wrote it down so that you and I would have it. And that's how we really based our faith. It's off there. We're like the jury. We're sitting there listening to the evidence, and the evidence says Jesus is the Son of God. He had a virgin birth. Uh, he had a ministry. He raised the dead. He fed the, uh, the hungry, healed the blind, and so on. Uh, he did have a trial. Uh, actually, he had three of them. He went in front of Gentiles and Jews. He was uh, front of Pilate, the Sanhedrin. And uh, and so Jesus was on full display. Everybody got to see and condemn the Savior or the Messiah. Please, uh, thank you uh, uh, for listening this far. Make sure you go to our, our webpage, check us out, follow us on social media. Please tell others about us if you're finding this podcast helpful. Uh, we certainly would appreciate that as we continue to grow and gain audience listeners. We're going to continue this idea, uh, and we're going to have part two next week of the Apostles as Reliable Fathers of the New Testament. Thank you for listening. May God bless you and may He have the glory.